Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show, the show that talks about what you actually care about. Minutes after each live stream is completed, the Doc Washburn Show podcast is available for download at all your favorite podcast platforms. The Doc Washburn Show is on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com. This is episode 113 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Monday, March 21st, 2022. And coming up, I'm going to be talking to our next United States representative from the 2nd District of Arkansas, Central Arkansas, Colonel Conrad Reynolds. But first, yes, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. Yes, it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. No, my old employer wouldn't allow me to say that on the radio. And yes, there's all kinds of evidence out there that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. And yes, we must keep the January 6th political prisoners in our prayers. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Click on the button that says Become a Patron. I'm running for governor, uh, Republican nomination for Arkansas. If you'd like to support our campaign, all you have to do is go to, uh, <coughs> pardon me, go to our website, electdocwashburn.com. All right. It's an honor to have my next guest with me, Colonel Conrad Reynolds, who is running for the Republican nomination for the 2nd District uh, for the U.S. House of Representatives out of Arkansas. Colonel, how are you today, sir? I am doing great, Doc. I appreciate the opportunity to come on your show. 113. Wow. Yes, sir. I'm privileged. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm pinching myself. Please don't wake me. All right. Now, um, why don't you tell our listeners, a lot of them know who you are and why you're running, right. but some of them don't. So perhaps you could give them a little bit about your background and then why you decided to run for U.S. House in 2022. Right. Uh, well, a little bit about my background. I grew up in Arkansas. This has been home. Uh, I was born here, born right in Little Rock. My dad was an Arkansas State policeman. Uh, we moved around a bit. I lived in Ozark and Bentonville, went to high school in Batesville. Uh, college at UCA, and then I went into the into the military, and I spent 29 years uh, in the army as an army intelligence officer, and uh, and I retired back to Arkansas. Um, that you know I'm married, I've got four children, I live in Conway, and uh, I love our country. That's why I've, I've served my country since I was 19 years old, and I think now we are in a a horrendous position. Yeah, uh, our country and everybody listening to your program, I know knows. That, that we've got a problem here, and we've got to fix it. And we can't fix it by continuing to elect the same people over and over again and expecting them to do something different. It's simply not going to work. Go no, no you're, you're right, and we appreciate your service to our country. God bless you for that. We appreciate that. You know, the we got these wonderful new um, push cards. You guys brought in a, a couple of uh, copies, these these uh, push cards that, that, that fold over. Um and I, I'm looking at French Hill's record, and I'm uh, as opposed to what you want to accomplish as congressman. And the the difference is like night and day. It is night and day, but he will spend a lot of money trying to convince people that he's a conservative. Yeah, and he was successful in doing that in 2014. You know, if you remember, he had the old blue commercials and and basically saying he was a fiscal conservative. He was a true blue conservative. But yeah. as we've seen over the years. Uh, he's not, yeah. and he never really has been. He is a Liz Cheney type Republican. 
Oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's what he is. So he does one thing. He says something here. And then when he goes to DC, he does something else. And I don't know about you, but, and I know your listeners are probably just like me. I'm sick of it. I'm right, tired right. of it. And I want somebody mm. like a Jim Jordan. Right. I want somebody like a Marjorie Taylor Greene that will set, stand up there and Louis Gomer, yeah. yeah, and fight for my rights and exactly. fight for the things that we believe in. And um, and and French Hill is not doing that. Speaking of French Hill being a Liz Cheney Republican, I've got a little soundbite here. I want to play for everybody. It's about thirty-seven seconds long, and uh, this is Liz Cheney and French Hill. I'm uh, honored to be here on behalf uh, of my really dear friend French Hill. Uh, somebody I served with in the House. Uh, Liz Cheney's been my friend for a quarter century. We worked together with President Bush. I have valued Liz's work ethic, her intellect on foreign policy, defense policy, for really uh, almost three decades now. And it's she's just first rate. Our America is so lucky to have her in Congress representing Wyoming. And it's great in campaigns, Jay. Your friends come together. You know, that's the beauty of campaigning is it brings out all your friends to work with you. I mean, what does that tell you? One of the points in this push card that you have is that um, he voted to keep her in in House leadership. I'm sorry. There's so many bad things. He didn't even have room for that in the push card. Let me me go uh, over the stuff that's in the push card. All right. Doesn't French Hill does not believe the election was stolen. French Hill voted with Nancy Pelosi for the January 6th sham commission. French Hill voted to confirm Biden as president. French Hill voted with Democrats for a national vaccine tracking database. And French Hill voted for red flag gun laws against veterans. I mean, any one of those should be disqualifying. Exactly. If you're a conservative, you don't want any of this garbage. Nope, nope. And he will give an excuse for every vote that he made. Oh, yeah. He'll give an excuse, and he'll try to get people to believe it. And I tell people, look, if you if you don't believe that the National Vaccine Database is for tracking, uh, simply read it. It's uh, HR 550. Look it up. Google it. It's you only like two it. or three pages yeah, long. Read it. Read it yourself. It's yeah. for real-time reporting on people's vaccination status, every American in every American. For the and, CDC uh, and the state health departments to be able to do that in real time. Right. And he also says this. It's not a tracking database. Well, he needs to talk to several of his colleagues uh, who all said that it was a tracking database. And he and voted against and it. And they voted against it. Right, exactly. And he voted for it. In fact, he was one of 80 Republicans who voted for it. And the other 110 voted against it. So that should tell you something. It's the same thing with this January 6th commission die. I mean, the fact is, is that, yeah, he voted for the commission and it was turned into a committee. But the fact is he gave Nancy Pelosi a win. That's the problem. He yeah. voted with Liz Cheney and their whole intent was to go after Trump. He thought Trump was going to be gone forever. That's why he said Trump's uh, idea that he won the election in 2020 was fiction and folly. And he said that Trump's rhetoric led up to the insurrection and I don't know what planet this guy's from, but I'm telling you right now, he's got to go. Yeah. We can get rid of him this May, May 24th in this primary. So for all your listeners right now, if you really want to be, uh, if you really want to make a difference, go vote in the primary and get five of your best friends and make sure they go with you. Yeah. Put them in a car, take them, make sure they go vote. Check on, make sure they're registered. And if they're not registered, you got up until April 23rd to get it, to get them registered yep. and then take them to go vote. Because I'm telling you right now, that's how we're going to win this race. That's for people getting involved and saying, I've had enough and I want somebody up there that will speak for me. 
And yeah. I intend to do that. Absolutely. My first campaign appearance after I announced I was running for governor, uh, you guys happened to be there also. It was the uh, chili cook-off, Cleburne County at the fairgrounds there, Heber Springs. And I mentioned from the stage when they allowed me to get up and, and give a little spiel about why I'm running for governor that French Hill insists that the election was not stolen. And he was there in the audience. And, oh, if looks could kill, he was not a happy camper. I'm like, hey, we just disagree, French. I looked over and said, hey, we just disagree. Oh, my goodness, he was not happy. But, again, I mean, that's what he has said publicly. He realizes now that it is a losing issue for him with Republican primary voters. But, you know, he's stuck with it. He's not going to say, well, maybe I was wrong, maybe it was stolen. No, 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 no. Again, he is a George H.W. Bush, Liz Cheney Republican. He's not a conservative. He's not. and never has been. Let me add something to that, sure. to that point because I think this is important um, because I'm going to plug this because I think it's important. April 29th, April 29th. It's a Friday um, and it's on my it's on my 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 Facebook page, it's, uh, which is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. It's also on my website, electconrad.com, electconrad.com. We're having an event and I'm bringing in Mark Finchin. Now, Mark Finchin is running for secretary of state in Arizona. Okay. He is currently a legis- state legislator there, and he has worked and he has been endorsed by President Donald Trump. Oh, good uh, for the Secretary of State position. Mm-hmm. He is coming here, and he's we're going to have a kind of a town hall talking about election integrity, and he's going to share with people exactly what it's a fundraiser for me, but it's also an educational uh, opportunity for people to see and hear from the guy right there on the ground what happened in Arizona, how they stole Arizona and what they're doing right now to fix Arizona. And so uh, that's a big thing. April 29th, put that on your calendar. Go to my uh, website. Uh, we're selling tickets right now. Uh, we have a capacity of 200, so please come, because yeah. I think you're going to find it a very interesting night. Absolutely, because when the Maricopa County audit, the audit of the 2020 presidential election came out months ago, the media ignored it, but it showed right there in that one county where the Phoenix is in, in that Correct. one county, there was enough fraud there to swing the election for Biden over Trump, you know, w- without even looking at the other counties. Uh, it, it, well, exactly. And not only that, we're going to have Clint Lancaster, and you've had him on your program, <clears throat> super sharp guy, an attorney who's, yeah. working, who's working the issue up in the election issue up in Wisconsin. Right. And he's also going to be there on that Friday night. So I encourage all your listeners, uh, please come. It, it will help my campaign for fundraising, but it also is a great educational uh, uh, venue where you can take that information, go back to anybody who's arguing with you, and yeah. you can show them the facts. It was stolen. Absolutely. It was Absolutely. stolen. You better believe it was stolen. I mean, look, there were impromptu miles-long motorcades for Trump in the fall of 2020 in deep blue areas like Beverly Hills, California, like New York city. And leading up to the election, just days before the election, Barack Hussein Obama himself campaigned for Joe Biden in Philadelphia, and they can only get like 150 people to show up. I mean, Obama himself, when he was running, he used to fill up stadiums. Nobody would show in the fall of 2020 for even Obama campaigning for Biden. Right. And for that matter, John Bon Jovi, I think it was the weekend before. Um, <laughs> I remember this. He's on stage on a flatbed truck with a couple other people. They're, they're playing their music for like 12 pumpkins and seven people in northeast Pennsylvania, right across the state line from New Jersey. And he's like a rock star up there. Right, right, right. 
I'm sorry. My feeble attempt at humor. I apologize. Let's look at the bullet points for what you're going to do when you get into Congress. Finish the wall. Fight for election integrity. Introduce a term limits bill. Introduce a balanced budget bill. And, of course, you got an A rating with Gun Owners of America. That's strong, brother. Yeah, that's exactly right. And there's a lot of other things I want to do. Yeah. I, I want to address this issue. When you talk about um, the uh, finish the wall, the border security, uh, obviously we have to finish the wall, but was, there's got to be more than that. Yeah. Okay, our, our immigration system is broken. There are a lot of things that we can do right now to fix it. Yeah. One is uh, fix E-Verify and make employers use that. If they don't, they get heavily fined, not just a little heavily fine yeah. if they don't take the, the short time it takes to check to make sure someone is, in fact, here legally. That's number one. Right. Number two, we need to address this thing of of uh, birthright citizenship. Yep. We need to address that. Okay, there was a time. I understand why it was done back in the 1800s. Okay, we all know that. Yeah. But what we need to do now is decide, is that something that we should continue? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that somebody that breaks into my country illegally has a child, and that child then becomes a U.S. citizen. Yeah. So I think that we need to address that. I think those two things, the employer, the, go, go back to the employers who are, in fact, hiring people. Yeah. When they know they're illegals, give them a reason to be here. Yeah. Okay. The E-Verify needs to be fixed. Yeah. And I think that along with a stringent, I mean, we got to close the border. We could do it in 24 hours, to be honest with you. Sure. Uh, there's no will to do it, and there hasn't been since 1986. You know, Republicans and Democrats alike, throughout the last 35 years, have never, ever wanted to secure a border. And Trump sure tried in the four years he was there. But, you know, the first two years, you got a Republican Congress. But you got Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, who's just as pro-amnesty as any Democrat. And, um, you know, he was not helping. He, he might have been helping Trump on some other issues, but not on this. Well, I will tell you, I call it a rhino Congress. We had a rhino <laughs> Congress because it was the rhinos that kept us getting from getting the things that Trump yeah. ran on that said he was going to fix, and that was the southern border, build a wall, and the other thing was get rid of Obamacare. So yeah. the, the, so that was the problem, and that's the problem we're going to face in a couple of years from now. Because yeah. Trump is probably going to run. I, I wager that he's going to run, and he's going to be there in January 2025. And so we're going to have 2025 and 2026, those two years, to make a big difference. Yeah. Okay, if we don't have people in Congress who are like me, who are willing to stand up and vote for these things right. and do the things that are right, we're going to miss an opportunity of a lifetime. We missed it in 17 and 18. Yeah. Remember, all the Republicans told all of your listeners, hey, if we just get back to House, sure. we just get back to Senate, right. and we're going to have a Republican president, because they were thinking the Jeb Bush type of president. Of course they were. That's what they were thinking. Yeah. If, but if we can just get yeah. that, guess what? We are going to be able to have a, you know, get everything we want. Do wonderful things. Yeah. Well, now we got someone better than Jeb Bush, but now a lot Trump, better called their bluff. He called their bluff and said, send it to me, I'll sign it. Yeah. And then they realized, uh-oh, now, right. now, right. now we can't do that. Yeah. So we're going to get a couple of fall, fall, fall guys to, sure. to vote against things, and we can blame it on them. John McCain was leaving anyway. He was leaving the world. And they were willing to say, look, it's all John McCain's fault. Oh, yeah. But really, no, no, no. This was everybody who, were, who was there at the time. It's their fault. And I'm telling people right now, you cannot continue voting for these people. You've got to put these people out. If they're a rhino, get rid of them. Republican name only. We've got to have conservative Republicans. Yeah, because McCain was the uh, uh, the the vote that kept Obamacare from being, Correct. you know, overturned. But, again, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of backroom uh, horse trading on that. Well, of course. They all knew what was going to happen before it happened. <clears throat> sure, sure. Now, we mentioned 
French voting for Nancy Pelosi's January 6th commission. Right. The sham commission. And a lot of people don't realize this because they have lives. And they're not like you and me and getting down into the weeds uh, 24-7 to see what's going on. A lot of people don't realize that commission is subpoenaing Trump supporters who had nothing to do with the January 6th rally, with the Capitol, with anything. Uh, they might have been in the Trump administration a couple of years earlier and weren't even in government at that point. Right. And they're subpoenaing all kinds of people simply because they're Trump supporters. Right. Just like... Just like Biden's DOJ is sending the FBI to arrest people who either were welcomed into the Capitol by the police, doors wide open, didn't do a thing, nothing right. violent, didn't no vandalism, and even in even arresting people who didn't even go into the Capitol. Right. You know, They're it's on the grounds. Yeah, it, it's all about going after Trump supporters and trying to beat us down and get us demoralized so we don't uh, stand up for our rights. And uh, I just I just wanted to intro that issue and, and let you talk about it a little bit. Well, it's all about it's what it's about is sending a message. Yeah. Shut up, sit back, and don't say a word. Otherwise, yeah. we're going we're gonna to put the full force of the federal government against you. That's what they did with the, those parents in Northern Virginia. They're yeah, at, at the school boards. That's right, right. Yeah. You know, we're going to put the full force of the American government against you if you speak up. Right. Okay, if you go against that. This is a real, real problem, a big problem. We need people in Congress who are willing to fight against that. You know, Congress has the ability of the purse. We have the purse to be able to finance these organizations, these agencies. Yeah. You can pull that. Okay, there are a lot of things you can do in Congress to bring them in line, to get them to do what they're supposed to be doing instead of being political weapons yeah, against yeah. their opponents. And that's what they've become. Yeah. And all this started under, well, probably started before, but a lot of it started under Obama. And, oh, and yeah. Said it before. Absolutely. And, and uh, like a lot of the generals that we have right now were promoted under Obama. Yeah. Now, okay. All the people who are in the senior leadership positions at the, at the CIA, the NSA, the DIA, all those organizations were promoted under Obama. Yeah. So no wonder we have these type of problems. And we've had these problems for the whole four years that Trump was there. Yeah. So, I mean, Go ahead. No, let, let me ask you this. So um, when the story came out about Hunter Biden's laptop and all the horrible stuff on there, um, it, it, you know, he's being blackmailed by foreign governments. Uh, he took all kinds of money and, and, and gave a lot of it to the big guy, his dad, who was running for president. You had 51 former intel officials come out and say, this is Russian disinformation, which was a lie. John Brennan, James Clapper, all these people, Russian disinformation, it's a lie. Now the New York Times is even admitting, no, right. this is Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, I know you have a lot of uh, experience with military intelligence, and you get elected, you don't know what committees you're going to be on, but I'm sure that you would at least support the idea of getting some of these guys under oath to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop and the fact that we're being sold down the river uh, to foreign governments like like Russia and China. I mean, Biden is talking a good game about oh, we got to push back against Putin. Oh, he's awful going into Ukraine, and yet on the at the same time he's letting Russia uh, be in there negotiating the 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 new Iran nuke deal. I mean, right, right, right. Well, it's like Saul Alinsky once said: the issue is never the issue. Well, true. 
True. Well, uh, to answer your question, uh, yes, I want to get. I'm sure there's a question the, oh, in there somewhere. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. I definitely <laughs> want to get every one of those folks on record under yeah. under yeah. oath to find out what they knew. <clears throat> that memo you're talking about actually was authored by uh, our our friend Clapper. Okay, James it, Clapper. Yes, that was under his letterhead, and he got all the other people to sign. Some of the keynote names, uh, a guy by the name of, of course, uh, Mike Hayden. Remember him, the one that he he was the Admiral Hayden, right? That's right. That's yeah, right. and he he was no, CIA no, director no, at one no, point, no, wasn't Admiral. he? No, he was a general. General, I'm sorry. He was a general, he was there for General Mike Hayden. H A Y D E N. That's right. I'm it, sorry, I put him in the wrong branch. I apologize. That's okay. Uh, but uh, he went after Trump with a vengeance. All the time. Yeah. But he was one of these people who should have known better. And the fact that he signed on to that tells you everything you need to know sure. about the deep state or people who wanted to get rid of Trump. Well, and, and that, Brennan. And Brennan. And, well, well, Brennan. Yeah. And, um, of course, I can't stand Brennan. But also Mike Morrell, who was uh, with the He was the team. admiral. Mike Morrell was the well, admiral, well, right? Uh, well, he worked for the agency. He was a, he was a senior there. Um, I, I don't know all the names. I know, I know we got an admiral in here somewhere. I'm sorry. I'm sure, but I will just <laughs> tell you this. I will tell you this. That memo did because it came out in October 2020. Right. It came out just before the election. Yep. And basically they were trying to discredit anybody who said that that laptop was real. Yeah. Okay. And also what that did is it gave the – um, the big tech companies now an opportunity to censor everybody who said anything about it. If you said anything about the laptop, you were immediately kicked off Facebook well, and Twitter. You were not allowed to say anything. Twitter suspended the New York Post for reporting the story. Right. And so there you go. And so yeah. the point is, is that that's why uh, one of the things that I want to do when I get there is relook Section 230 of the Communications Act for 1934, because right. that is what gives them the opportunity to censor people. They have censored people long enough, and we need yep. people there to say, nope, we're not going to do that anymore. And I'm going to be one of them. And I tell every, all your listeners this. Um, you know you know what the Freedom Caucus is, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, sure. the Freedom Caucus is what I call the anchor. It's the Republican. It's about 40 members uh, who are conservative Republicans, Jim Jordan, Marge Taylor Green, Lauren Bobart, uh, Banks, um, Andy Biggs. All Louis Gohmert. And Louis Gohmert. All these people who really and truly uh, hold the values that we all hold who are conservatives. It's the anchor, that's the way I describe it, that keeps the Republican ship from going too far left. They're the ones that are trying their best to hold it uh, on on the straight course of conservatism. Conservatism. They're not doing it all the time. They try, but there's only forty of them. There's only yeah. forty. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to be the first guy in Arkansas, the first congressman from Arkansas who's in the Freedom Caucus. And, Amen. Uh, and, and we need all of our congressmen to be in the Freedom Caucus. Absolutely. In fact, instead of forty, they needed a hundred and forty. And that would change the Republican Party. Amen. And, Amen. And that's what we need to do. And people need to realize you can't do it by waiting for the general election. I'm going to say this over and over. You've got to get up, get your family, go vote in the in this primary, which is May 24th. And early voting starts May 9th. For May 9th. Matter. May 9th. So um, we're seeing a lot of inflation. We're seeing gas prices going through the roof. Biden's blaming it on Putin, but we all know the gas prices were way up before Putin hit Ukraine. Right. Um, we're also seeing almost everybody in Congress voted to uh, cut off Russian oil. Okay, well, Putin's a bad guy. We don't like what he's doing in Ukraine for sure. But now Biden is having to go with his hat in his hand to Iran and Venezuela and say, 
could, could you please pump some more oil? Because he's not going to let us pump oil here. Shut off the Keystone Pipeline. And I wonder how many people realize that makes everything more expensive. That makes your groceries more expensive. Sure. Now, what can a Republican Congress do about that if you still have a Democrat president? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I, I think the first thing you do is we impeach Biden, and we 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 need to impeach them both. And yeah. uh, that's why I'm going to vote for Donald Trump to be the speaker. That's what I want. I want Donald Trump wow. to be the speaker. Wow. And I want us to immediately impeach uh, the president and vice president right now. And then Donald Trump would be third in line. He'd be president. Beautiful. That's what because, we need to do. You know, you, you make an interesting point here because most people don't realize that in the Constitution, nowhere does it say that the Speaker of the House actually has to be an elected member of the House. That's right. That is exactly right. Now, it's it never happened before, but it's no. constitutional. If, it if, if the Republicans take back the House and um, – you know, obviously, they get to vote on the Speaker of the House because you got the majority. They could vote for Trump. They could. Yeah. Uh, from my understanding, everything that I've read. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not a constitutional lawyer by any. No, I'm not either. But but people that I've talked to tell me that it is a real. It could be a possibility. I'm just telling you, he would be my first pick. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot to do. One thing that we can do again, we have the power of the purse, and we can withhold funds from certain agencies. We've got to get back to the America First agenda. Yep. That's what I'm all about. Absolutely. Uh, Trump showed us exactly how to do it. Uh, I mean, we were energy independent for the yes. first time in, what, 60, 70 years. Democrats, they can't they can't stand that. They cannot stand it. But but the fact is, go back and look at history just a couple of years back. Yeah. We were energy independent. Absolutely. And we need to be that way now. And if Russia, what's going on with Russia right now, is not enough evidence to show you that we have to be. Right. I don't know what, what else you need. Yeah. No, what you're absolutely you correct. Maybe, maybe something from Iran attacking somebody or attacking Israel. Maybe that's what we need. But uh, for people to, to finally to get realize. Point, to get, for people to get the point. To get the point. That's exactly yeah. right. And uh, uh, there's a lot of things that Trump did that I really appreciate. That was one of them, energy independence. Oh, yeah. And, and we did bring up Israel because I went to the night, the um, uh, Agape Church a couple of weeks ago. In Little Rock, yeah. In Little Rock. And it was um, – uh, a night to support Israel. Sure. And I've always been a huge supporter of Israel. Me too. I've been there. Yeah. Uh, I've been all over Israel. I've even been to the West Bank. I even went over to uh, Ramallah. Wow. So I've been to both. So I've, wow. seen, I've seen the wall from both sides. And ladies and gentlemen, the wall works over there. I'll oh, just yeah. let you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the fact is, is that we have to continue to support Israel. Absolutely. And we do that by being a strong America and that we have a strong president and a strong Congress. Uh, otherwise, what we're seeing right now is just the beginning. What's happening right now in Ukraine? Oh yeah, with Russia. Yeah, and again, I'm scared to death about what may happen with China when these countries that are really run by dictators yep. see that we're weak. Believe me, it's in their nature to try to take over and try to expand their empire. Yeah, we've got to stop that. Yeah, you know, when we when we had Mastercard and Visa cut Russia off, all of a sudden China's like, hey. We got something just like that. Don't worry. Without skipping a beat, you can just take over here. And now Saudi Arabia is actually talking about using the uh, uh, YUAN, however you pronounce it, the Chinese dollar, right. instead of the American dollar as world reserve currency, you know, for, for buying oil and stuff. I mean, this is really dangerous. Extremely dangerous. Yeah. And, uh, and it all started, it all started when Biden got there. 
And the problem yep. is people need to realize we've got to have a strong president. Trump is a strong president, whether you like his tweets or not. Yeah. He is a strong president. And uh, if we ever need one, ever, now's the time. Amen. Absolutely. Colonel Conrad Reynolds running for the U.S. Representative Spots, 2nd District out of Arkansas. That is central Arkansas, basically the uh, Little Rock Metro and some surrounding areas going up to Cleburne County. Um, how do people find out how to support you? What's the website and where are you going to be in central Arkansas anytime soon? Well, let's go to my website first. It's yeah. electconrad.com. Real simple. My first name. Electconrad.com. Yeah. Please go there and uh, you can donate there. And right now donating is extremely important, folks, because I'll tell you, uh, I don't like paying $4 a gallon for gas and pretty soon it's going to be 5 Oh, yeah. So um, we need to get people in there that are going to stand up for our rights. So go to my Amen. website, electconrad.com. You can also follow me on on Facebook on Colonel Conrad uh, Reynolds. Uh, just Colonel Conrad Reynolds, and you can you on can Facebook. find me there on yeah. Facebook. Um, we're going to be all over the state uh, again. We're going we've got the North Pulaski women's that we're going to be at this week. I think it's on Wednesday. Yep. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be around uh, to just about every event that we can go to politically, but also call me if you have a question and you don't think that you're getting an answer here on this radio uh, on your uh, we have enough time maybe but sure. if somebody wants to ask me a question you can call me uh, my campaign phone, cell phone number is 501-339-9000 501-339-9000 you can call me on that and uh, or you can email us you can at info at electconrad.com info at electconrad.com i will be more than happy to uh, to reach out and, and talk back and talk to you uh, because that's what representatives are supposed to do. They're not supposed to be. Um, they're not supposed to be uh, the person that comes around just when election time is here and right. asks for your vote. You should have access to your congressman, um, and so and I will be accessible when I'm elected, and I'm going to win this primary May 24th. Yep. I'm going to win this thing, and we're going to go on. We're going to win the general, and yep. uh, and we're going to make a difference right here. I am a rhino remover. That's not a bad name. It just means that I want to get rid of – look, Fritz has been my congressman too. Yeah. Okay? Sure. But he hasn't represented me. He hasn't represented my thoughts, the things that I want to get done. And so I'm stepping up to the plate, and I'm going to do those things. I'll be the guy on the steps of the Capitol, Washington, D.C., screaming for your rights, your gun rights, your Second Amendment rights, yep. uh, for your right to speak, freedom of speech, for the Ten Amendment. I will be the one up there doing that. So uh, go to my website, electconrad.com. Electconrad.com. And I'll be here for you. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Colonel Conrad Reynolds, our next congressman. Uh, appreciate that. Did, did I need a note from over there? No. 40, 40, 40. Oh yeah. I have one other, one other thing I need to answer. We oh, yeah. have a, we have sure. a new little thing we're trying to start. It's called forward 40 project forward 40. We have, um, this push card that you just were talking about. Um, we asked, we're going to ask people to go to that push, go take a picture of that push card. Uh, we'll contact you. Will, how do we get them to text us? Yeah, just text us at our phone number. The yep. phone number I gave, the 339-9000. 501-339-9000. Text us. Yep. And we will send you a picture of this push card you're talking about here that shows the difference between me and French. And we're asking you to forward that yep. to 40 of your friends and ask them to forward it to 40 of their friends. Yep. Because this is how we're going to win this race. Everybody needs to know the difference between French Hill and Conrad Reynolds. Absolutely. And, and that way you are an informed voter. And yep. when you go vote, you're voting with information that maybe other people don't have. Right. So send it to everybody you know and have them send it to everybody they know. So that's why it's called Forward 40 
Project. Forward 40 Project. That's it. I- I'll do it. I'll do it. Well, thanks, Doc. ElectConrad.com. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you Thank coming in. Thank you very in. much. Enjoy All right. It. All right. Colonel Conrad Reynolds, our next congressman, very important to vote for him on May 24th. Uh, early voting starts May 9th if you're in central Arkansas in the 2nd District. All right. Very good. Thank you. You're listening to The Doc Washburn Show. We are unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. You can now listen live weekdays, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time at DocWashburnShow.com. Podcast available at DocWashburnShow.com and for download at Spotify, iTunes, Apple, or wherever podcasts are available. We are on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at contact at DocWashburnShow.com or call us at 866-609-3711. Okay, all right, very good, very good. Always great doing an interview with with my good friend, Colonel Conrad Reynolds. Absolutely, absolutely. Somebody said, is Cabot, Lono County, in your district? No, that is in uh, Rick Crawford's district. Um, and Rick Crawford also has a primary opponent, Brant Smith, B-R-A-N-D-T. So you might want to check that out. Um, now, that having been said, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Peter Schweitzer, the guy who's written so many books about political corruption in Washington, D.C., was on with uh, Maria Bartiromo, Yesterday morning on that, um, not Fox News Sunday, what she call it, Sunday Morning Futures. And he said that uh, Hunter Biden's about about to be indicted. Have you heard about this? Let me, uh, let me I, I got to get Clint Lancaster back on the show. Clint Lancaster is the attorney, the attorney that represents the mother of Hunter Biden's child. She's out of Batesville, Arkansas, the one that, where he denied paternity until they proved that he's the dad. Anyway, um, Here's a little clip from yesterday morning, Sunday Morning Futures, with Maria Bartiromo. Welcome back. We are back with Peter Schweitzer, the president of the Government Accountability Institute, as we talk about all of the alleged money and deals that Hunter Biden did with officials across the world, particularly in China, Russia, and Ukraine. Peter, we're showing the business deals that includes a $3.5 million check from the uh, former uh, mayor of Moscow's wife. Give us your take on the FBI and the Department of Justice's investigation right now into all of this. Is the FBI investigating Hunter Biden, and could that happen while Joe Biden is president? Yeah, in fact, I think this New York Times piece, the fact that they got cooperation from Team Biden and probably from the Hunter Biden legal team, is an indication to me they are extremely concerned that he is going to be indicted. This grand jury has been meeting since 2018. They were suspended during COVID because of health care protocols. It's back up and running, and it's very clear that when it comes to the, uh, the issues related to tax evasion and money laundering and the other issues wrapped up with it, they are extremely concerned that Hunter Biden's going to be indicted. And I think this article is an effort to frame that conversation in a way that could be the most favorable to them. So in other words, while they were trying to impeach Donald Trump, the FBI knew all of this existed. They knew about the laptop and they didn't say anything while Trump was accused of, of, of uh, doing uh, deals or, or, or having a bad phone yes. call with the Ukraine president. 
Yes, that's exactly right, Maria. Uh, they knew it all the time, and that deserves investigation as well. Peter, it's great to have you this morning. Thanks very much, Peter Schweitzer. That'll do it for us on Sunday. So there you go. There you go. Now, if you send French Hill back to the U.S. House, he's not going to want to investigate that stuff. He's not interested in that. Conrad Reynolds is. Conrad Reynolds is. We've got to get to the bottom of this. We can't just give up and say, oh, well, the fix is in. Nothing we can do about it. No, we've got to get to the bottom of this. All right. Um, I'm so blessed to have advertisers who support the Doc Washburn Show and allow us to be able to do what we do here five days a week. And I want to mention a couple of them. If you've tried to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage. You may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know actually have bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online. They'll drive it to you no matter where you are in the continental United States. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website that puts you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase problem online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way. If you have any questions, Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Now, clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can determine what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live in the continental United States, redriveryourway.com. You'll be glad you did. All right, it's kind of fun, too, also having a sponsor who helps you push back against the overreach of the federal government, myfamilyhealthplan.com. Okay, are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of those questions, you need to go to the website, myfamilyhealthplan.com. First thing you see, the big, bold letters, affordable plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. That allows you to get a free consultation with my friend Art Wilborn, who will make sure there are no gaps in your coverage. He'll also make sure your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover horrible stuff like abortion that will violate your deeply held religious beliefs. Again, 
MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. Affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the big red button, schedule, call now. Book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He'll make sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. You'll be glad you did. All right. So, I don't know if you've heard, but um, over the weekend, I guess it's the first thing this morning, Joe Biden insults his own ancestry. Did you hear about this? I'll just play it for you. I, uh, <laughs> well, I just want you to know, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Yeah. Okay, great. I don't know. I think you are stupid. It has nothing to do with you being Irish. You know what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with you being Irish. Stupid, yeah. Absolutely. No question about it. No question about it. Now, you know, Joe Biden has a um, has a nominee for U.S. Supreme Court. And this, uh, this nominee... It's pretty horrible. She's uh, always goes easy. Always goes easy on uh, people convicted of child porn. Always gives them the least amount of time in prison that she can. So why would Joe Biden be nominating her, Katanji Brown Jackson, to U.S. Supreme Court? Why, why is that? Now, there's a great patriot out of uh, Texas, a guy named uh, U.S. Representative Chip Roy, and he has some things to say about confirmation processes for federal judges. Let's, so let's, let's see what he said on the floor of the House this morning just a couple hours ago. I was a lawyer on the Senate Judiciary Committee in 2003. I had the great honor and privilege of serving Senator John Cornyn. I spent five years as a lawyer on that committee, working on a host of issues. One of the issues I worked on were nominations. Now, you might be asking, who are these two women? 
Well, Judge Janice Rogers Brown was, if I'm, my memory serves correctly, I don't have any notes, I'm doing this from memory, was a Supreme Court justice in California who was nominated to the Ninth Circuit. Priscilla Owen was nominated to the Fifth Circuit. Now, in 2003, the Democrats in the United States Senate sought to stop, that is, filibuster, stop their nominations. Their great crimes, they were conservative women. And in one case, a minority conservative woman. Those were their great crimes in 2003, ladies and gentlemen, and that is what your Democrats in the United States Senate did. Attacking them, tearing them down, blowing up the very process that people are talking about right now, the confirmation process, they attacked them. These two public servants, I met both of them, very kind and nice people, being ruthlessly attacked for simply being conservative women or a conservative minority woman. Can't have that. We can't have those dastardly Republicans appointing someone who doesn't fit the narrative. By the way, Joe Biden in the Senate back in 03 fought with everything he had to keep a black woman off a federal court simply because she was conservative. And now he wants to call you a racist if you want this horrible judge that he's nominated for the U.S. Supreme Court off the U.S. Supreme Court. Just so you know, here's more of Congressman Chip Roy out of Texas. By my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. But yet, that's precisely what happened in 2003. What have we seen since? We saw the complete horror show that was the Kavanaugh hearing two years ago. An utter disgrace by Senate Democrats. But I also remember the 2005 confirmation of Sam Alito. I also was there for the Roberts confirmation. Ask Justice Alito's lovely wife, Martha Ann, how she feels about the way her husband was treated attacked, torn down, vilified through his confirmation proceedings by Senator Schumer. It was vitriolic. It wasn't just highlighting differences of views or judicial philosophy. It was targeting him personally and attacking. But that is the playbook that I have to suggest is the routine playbook for my colleagues on the other side of the aisle in the United States Senate. And, of course, that wasn't the first time. We all know in 1987, there's a new verb in the lexicon of the confirmation process called borking. Because Judge Bork was borked. They took down Judge Bork. And, again, what was his great crime? He was a constitutional conservative. He was a constitutionalist. That was his great crime. It took a mere four years later for Justice Thomas, in his own words, to receive 
a high-tech lynching. And indeed he did. And who was in charge of that Senate Judiciary Committee perpetrating the high-tech lynching on Justice Clarence Thomas? Joe Biden. He's always been evil. He's only had the dementia the last few years. Here's more from U.S. Representative Chip Roy of Texas. Watch the video, ladies and gentlemen. It's on my Twitter feed. You can go find it, Google it. Go watch the great biopic. You can go find that on PBS. It's a great documentary on the life of Clarence Thomas, who was born in a relative poverty in Savannah, Georgia, was raised by his grandfather. Read his book, My Grandfather's Son. A life overcoming many obstacles to end up at Yale and then to end up at the Supreme Court. And if you remember at his confirmation hearings, what did he say? He said this isn't worth it for the court. At the hearings, when he was being pilloried, his character assassinated. He said, you know what? The Supreme Court isn't worth it. But you know what was worth it? And the reason he came back and the reason he shoved it right back down the throats of those members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, including, by the way, Chairman Joe Biden, because it was his character. It was his name. The name that he had inherited and he'd had from his grandfather that loved him and raised him. It was his name. And he brought that Senate Judiciary Committee to its knees. And we should be grateful for it because he's been an excellent justice on the United States Supreme Court. And he did not deserve the attacks that he got. Let's talk about to the left of Justice Thomas, Miguel Estrada. Anybody know that name? Remember that name? Miguel Estrada is a good human being. He's a good man. He was also a nominee in the Bush administration in 2003. During that same time that I was describing with Janice Rogers Brown and Priscilla Owen, and there were others. I think there were some 50 that were filibustered during that time. I can't remember. Do you know why Miguel Estrada was filibustered? Ultimately, he was stopped. A deal was cut, and Janice Rogers Brown and Priscilla Owen ended up on the bench. Miguel Estrada was not so fortunate. Miguel Estrada was targeted and stopped precisely because he is Hispanic. That is a known truth in Washington, D.C., but nobody talks about it. You know why? Because of concerns about how a leaked memo was found. It was a leaked memo that was found on a server. It's the stuff that would be great for ethics classes in law school or undergrad about what folders are open and who can look at them and who can see them. It's a reasonable debate. But the fact of the matter is there was a memo by Senate Democratic leadership saying, We must stop him because he's an Hispanic. Ladies and gentlemen who are watching this, this is what is wrong with Washington, D.C. This is what's wrong with Washington, D.C. No question about it. No question about it. There's a... uh, There's a double standard, you know. There's a double standard. 
So now, I don't know if you're aware, but the the process today, the confirmation process for this Katanji Jackson Brown is um, is underway today in the Senate. And Senator Josh Hawley is highlighting every case where Katanji Brown-Jackson gave sex traffickers and child pornographers shockingly light sentences for sexually abusing and exploiting children. So uh, I want to play a little bit of that. I want to play a little bit of that. Maybe the whole thing. I've got I've got a little bit of it. Let me see if I can grab you the whole thing. Let's go to uh, Josh Hawley on YouTube because you need to know. You need to know what kind of person Biden has nominated for the U.S. Supreme Court. Let's see. Okay. We're going to get to um We're going to get to his full initial comments at the judge Katanji Jackson Brown confirmation hearings US Senate Judiciary Committee here in just a moment. First of all, so thankful that we have advertisers who make it possible for us to do what we do here, like my buddy Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton, Benton, Arkansas. Justin's a former insurance adjuster, left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he sure helped me out when I was in two automobile accidents in 2019 and the one in December 2021. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton, make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. So whether you're hurt in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you're a loved one that's suffering for the carelessness of another, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmentonlaw.com today. All right. Do you have migraines? Do you have neck pain, back pain, vertigo, eczema, even problems with your blood sugar? I might be able to help you. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Do you lean to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? The answer to any of these questions is yes. You probably need to get your atlas adjusted. 
That's how I got rid of my migraines and my neck pain. Let me tell you how it works. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, your reproductive system, your digestive system, and yes, it can even cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, eczema, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in central Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted. If you're outside central Arkansas, it's easy. Just go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, click on the button that says find a doctor near you, and I hope there is one. All right. That having been said, let me um, let me see here if we can get Senator Josh Hawley's full comments at the Katanji Jackson Brown confirmation hearing today. Let me say a few things that I'm concerned about, aspects of your record that, that trouble me. This will come as no surprise. I've said it in public already, but I want to be, again, very candid in the interest of an open and honest discussion and specific. So here are, I hope, in the next couple of days, some of the cases from your time on the on the court, the district court, the federal district court, that I hope that we can talk about. Let me just run few, through a few of them so you know exactly which ones I mean. United States versus Hawkins. This was a child pornography case where the defendant distributed multiple images of child porn, possessed dozens more, including videos. The federal sentencing guidelines recommended a sentence of 97 to 121 months in prison. Prosecutors recommended 24 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave the defendant three months in prison. United States versus Chazen. There it's the, that case, the defendant possessed 48 files of child pornography, The federal guidelines recommended 78 to 97 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended the same. Judge Jackson sentenced him to 28 months. United States versus Cooper. There the defendant possessed dozens of images of child pornography and uh, distributed, I should say distributed dozens of images of child pornography, possessed over 600. The federal guidelines recommended 151 to 188 months in prison. That's a long time. The prosecutor recommended 72 months. Judge Jackson gave the defendant 60 months, which was the lowest sentence permitted by the law. United States versus Down, that's a case where the defendant distributed 33 graphic images and videos of child sexual assault to an anonymous messaging app, unfortunately, practice that's becoming more common. The federal guidelines recommended 70 to 87 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 70 months in prison. Judge Jackson sentenced him to only 60 months. Again, that's the lowest level that was permitted by law in that case. United States versus Stewart. The defendant there distributed scores of images of children suffering sexual abuse. The guidelines recommended 97 to 121 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 97 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave him 57 months. In United States versus Sears, the defendant distributed over 100 videos of child pornography. The guidelines recommended 97 to 121 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 97 months in prison. 
Judge Jackson gave him 71 months. In the United States versus Savage, the defendant was convicted of traveling across state lines to engage in sexual intercourse with a child and also possessed six separate thumb drives of child pornography. The guidelines recommended 46 to 57 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 49 months in prison. Judge Jackson sentenced him to 37 months in prison. Now, those are seven cases that represent, as near as we can tell, all of Judge Jackson's cases dealing with child pornography from her time on the district court, in which she had some discretion. This is not looking good for her. Are Democrats really going to say, oh, raping children on video is not that big a deal? Why, uh, why give, why throw the book at the guy? Because that's obviously her record. Here's more from Josh Hawley. Hand down a sentence. There's some other cases in which the law, she didn't have any discretion. The law bound the sentence that she had to, had to give. And what concerns me, and I've been very candid about this, is that in every case, in each of these seven, Judge Jackson handed down a lenient sentence that was below what the federal guidelines recommended and below what prosecutors requested. And so I think there's a lot to talk about there, and I look forward to talking about it. Now, I will note that some have said that the federal sentencing guidelines are too harsh on child sex crimes, especially child pornography. I've heard that argument a lot in recent days. The chairman quoted someone earlier today who takes that point of view. I'll just be honest. I can't say that I agree with that. I mean, the amount of child pornography in circulation has absolutely exploded in recent years. Here's a New York Times report from 2019. I'm quoting now. Last year, tech companies reported over 45 million online photos and videos of children being sexually abused, more than double what they found the previous year. The report goes on to say this, 20 years ago, these online images were a problem. 10 years ago, they were an epidemic. Now the crisis is at a breaking point. Unfortunately, it's even worse than that. Just last week, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children reported finding 85 million files of child pornography in in 2021. Of course, this committee has heard testimony from prosecutors and others who are grappling with the problem of of how to get at this porn and those who distribute it, how to prosecute them and hold them accountable. Here's my point. I, I think it's difficult against this backdrop to argue that the sentencing guidelines are too harsh or outmoded or that we should be somehow treating child porn offenders more leniently uh, than the guidelines recommend. But I want to be clear about this, that those arguments that I've just been rehearsing, those who say that, I, those aren't, that's not what Judge Jackson has said. She hasn't had the chance yet to respond to this, and she deserves that chance. So others have made these arguments. I don't agree with them, but I think it's important we hear from Judge Jackson, and we'll have the chance to in coming days. And I, I think, again, the, the candor that Judge Jackson has shown previously, I look forward to, and she deserves the ability to speak for herself on this issue. So I will just say, in closing, Mr. Chairman, some have asked, why did I raise these questions ahead of the hearing? Why not wait until the hearing and uh, spring them on Judge Jackson, as it were? And my answer to that is very simple. I'm not interested in trapping Judge Jackson. I'm not interested in trying to play gotcha. I'm interested in her answers. Because I found in our time together that she was enormously thoughtful, enormously accomplished, and I suspect has a coherent view and explanation and a set of thinking, way of thinking about this that I look forward to hearing. And I think she deserves the chance to talk about it. I think the American people deserve the chance to hear her answers. So there are my concerns, Judge.
they're the cases I, I imagine there'll be others that we can talk about on other subjects, but I'd like to talk about those so you know exactly where I'm coming from. Thanks again for giving me the time a few weeks ago. Congratulations again. I look forward to finally hearing from you tomorrow. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, sir. Okay. So I thought there was going to be a back and forth because of the thumbnail of the video showing both Senator Josh Hawley and Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson and its confirmation hearing. But apparently it was just um, his opening statement. But you needed to know. You needed to know the record of this judge that the Biden administration has nominated to U.S. Supreme Court. This is outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. Now, let me share this with you. Murray Rothbard, a guy I follow on Twitter, kind of puts things into perspective here. The same FBI who set up General Mike Flynn doctored emails to secure a FISA warrant on Carter Page to spy on the Trump campaign and established the Mueller special counsel based on their fake intel from Hillary Clinton had Hunter Biden's laptop over a year before the 2020 election. They also had video of Biden threatening to withhold a billion dollars in loans to the Ukrainian government if they didn't fire the prosecutor that was looking into corruption at Burisma, where Hunter was on the board making over $83,000 a month. Now Joe Biden, who is implicated in the emails on Hunter's laptop, confirmed by their business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, is in the Oval Office. And we're giving billions and billions of dollars in more aid to Ukraine, one of the establishment's favorite vehicles for money laundering. Ah, nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. Move along. And, you know, he links back to an earlier statement. People ask him, why do you care so much about politics? And his answer, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because the government spent the past two years locking everyone in their homes, stealing well over 10% of our net worth, and threatening to take away our livelihoods if we don't take experimental injections for starters. Maybe, and this is from last November, maybe it's because I get upset when I hear our country ordered a drone strike that killed innocent men, women, and children halfway across the globe who have absolutely nothing to do with our national defense. Maybe it's because I hate knowing that people are serving a lifetime in prison for a medicinal plant that can help with a wide variety of illnesses while alcohol and dangerous prescription drugs are promoted on television and throughout our culture ad nauseum. He says, maybe it's because I hate seeing communities burned to the ground, lives destroyed, and Americans turned against each other because of corrupt politicians and media outlets who don't care about how many people get hurt or killed in their selfish and evil pursuit of power. Maybe it's because I hate knowing that politicians and members of the Fed are robbing the American people blind, committing insider trading on a regular basis, and bailing out the special interests and political cronies with, while the average American gets left holding the bag. Maybe it's because I hate knowing the system is rigged against small businesses, startups, mom-and-pop shops, and those trying to climb the economic ladder in favor of multinational corporations protected from competition 
and who can afford the lawyers to bypass regulations. Maybe it's because I hate knowing the vast swaths of young people are being indoctrinated on a daily basis and then shuffled into colleges in order to be saddled with a lifetime of debt for a mediocre and largely worthless education, the cost of which is mostly due to the government. Maybe it's because I hate knowing that the ridiculously outlandish costs of our health care system have absolutely nothing to do with the free market and are 100% a direct result of government intervention into the health care system, empowering insurance companies and, and admin costs. Maybe it's because I have a well-researched grasp on history and economics and know exactly what happens when you continue on the path that our government and institutions are currently forging ahead with. Spoiler alert, it's not good. Maybe it's because I know that the government and media are engaged in an all-out assault on Christianity and organized religion because they know those who believe in God above everything else are impossible to manipulate and control by centralized authorities here on earth. Finally, it's because I dream about the infinite potential that we have as human beings for growth and understanding, but that the enemies of that progress are tyrannical governments, corrupt politicians, the corporate media, protected corporations, and lawless central banks. How about that? How about that? Well, I got to tell you, all that having been said, all that having been said, I feel like we, we got to, we got to give you something a little bit lighter. We just we just have to. All right, Brian, hit it. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. All right, all right, all right, all right. Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way. Big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including the freedom for you to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to online, have delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States. So our tweet of the day is from a lady named Brianna Byrne. And she came out with it yesterday, and it says, Please pray for my two-year-old daughter whose baked beans have touched her hash browns. Ah! I shared that with my wife last night. She thought it was hilarious. Let me repeat that in case you didn't catch it the first time around. Repeat it for the folks in the back. For our West Coast audience, please pray for my two-year-old daughter whose baked beans have touched her hash browns. All right, very good. Very good, very good, very good. Appreciate y'all. You've been listening to episode 113 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers. But they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempior the 10th. Well, that's the way it is. Monday, March 21st, 2022.